Hello, welcome to Stratosphere. This is Boomi, and I have four lovely, wonderful people here on Zoom with me. Um, and this episode is going to be featuring a lot of my college acquaintances and friends. We are going to be talking about health and wellness. So without further ado, y'all know me. This is Boomi, the host. Um, and we're going to go around and in introduce ourselves. So whoever wants to go first. I'll go. Uh, so hi, my name is Ram. I'm a junior at UTRGV in BMED. Um, everybody here, I think, is in BMED. So yeah, that's just a little short thing about me. I'm 20. So I guess, yeah, <laughs> sorry. You're good. <laughs> um, my name is Varesh. Um, I also attended UTRGV, which is University of Texas Rio Grande Valley. And I was also part of the um, BMED program, the Biomedical Sciences program. Uh, but I graduated in December 2020, and since then, I'm taking a gap year, uh, scribing and applying to medical school. All right. Hi, guys. My name is Hannah. We're all kind of in the same social circle, somewhat. Um, I'm also 20 years old, a junior at UTRGV, also in the BMED program. And lastly, we got me, Marco Martinez, 20 years old, BMED as well, and I currently work as a medical assistant. Well, now I feel like I got to say my job. I don't, I'm not employed right now because I work when the school starts, but I work at the rec center and I work as a lab assistant at the Roy lab. Um, yeah, so without further ado, um, the first question that I kind of want to bring up as like a baseline question is what do you, how would you define like health? Um, not as, okay, that's a broad way of saying it, but how would you, how, whenever you think of someone who's healthy, how would you describe that? Or how would you describe yourself as like a healthy person? What makes you healthy? Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. You could think on that. <laughs> Um, I, I can go first. Um, so to me, being healthy means that you feel good physically and mentally. And part of that is the regularly exercising or exercising when you can. Um, that looks like different things for everyone. Um, and then a healthy diet, of course, um, having all those greens and vegetables and protein uh, and fruit in your diet. Uh, so I think healthy means that you feel good. For sure. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, that's been one of the, I guess, harder parts. I guess I'm going to get a little personal, not too personal, but uh, that's been like one of the harder parts this last year is trying to understand like the integration of like your physical health with your mental health, because it's like, it's a, it's 50, 50. If mm -hmm. you're not feeling positive about your life outlook, it just gets harder to motivate yourself to do anything physically, you know, or to crawl out of bed or to go to the gym or make, sit down and actually cook food. That's not, that's healthy and isn't takeout. So I think, especially now, the further we go into like understanding mental health as a role in our overall well being. Um, 
I think that is also a really, really important characteristic of how we become healthy people and we establish healthy lifestyles. For sure. That was an interesting point. I like, I like Varesh's take on it a lot. And I will also add that not only is it feeling good, but doing things that are good for yourself, because at times you can feel good, but you're not necessarily doing the right thing. That being said, I don't think I've ever been 100% healthy, whether that's, you know, struggling with certain types of addictions, eating disorders, um, um, lacking time management. And so now your stress <laughs> as, rep as a repercussion of that, um, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I think those were all really good points. And like, of course, I do agree with a lot of that. And Marco, thank you for sharing that because that is like something vulnerable that we're now sharing with strangers, but it's okay. Um, but yeah, I think definitely kind of like what was said, um, doing things that are healthy, but also good for you can sometimes be hard. But I do think um, just having a general awareness of it. So even like having that self-awareness, like, oh, at least I know that I'm not doing what's right right now, you know, addressing the problem is already the first step. So even if you know you're not necessarily doing what's healthy at the moment, you're definitely taking the first step by addressing that and wanting the help to get through it. Yeah, I definitely agree with a lot of the things you said. I feel like just to add on, on to I think what everyone said is just being, when I think of like health and wellness, I guess, I think of like a, a balance of, because like you have to accept the fact that like on a daily basis, like you're not going to feel great all the time um, or you're not going, like you're not always going to have a good day every day, but like understanding that like the person that you are at that moment in time, like you're at peace with it. Not necessarily that you don't wanna change ever, but you are, you like the person that you are and you like the habits that you have um, and having a goal that you want to work through even in that, um, even in that space um, and feeling like you're capable of achieving that goal. That's what I feel like is healthy, I guess, like mentally. And I think that can also be like physically too, like say I like, I don't know, this is like true actually. Like if I have a goal of like, okay, I wanna squat this much weight at the gym, like actually believing that I can do it. Um, whether that be okay, I want to have a 4.0 this semester, like believing that I can do that um, and not just having a lofty goal and feeling incapable. I think that's part of health too. Um, the next thing that I wanted to bring up is how, if at all, has the pandemic kind of changed your outlook on health in terms of maybe mental health or, you know, like physical health? How, if at all, has the pandemic kind of changed your outlook on that? Uh, I can go first. Um, yeah, this last year and a half has been, I don't know, I, it's been one of the most interesting, challenging, and confusing times of my life. And I feel like that's pretty broad. I feel like everybody in kind of like our generation struggling with that and it goes from you know college kids to all the way down to like little five-year-olds and you just got ripped away from their kindergarten class you know so my outlook on my health had to change it, there before you know I wasn't really super prioritizing my physical health 
And I, you know, and I'm not perfect. I'm still not exactly where I want to be yet, but I realized that in address, in order to address the larger like mental problems or like mental kind of issues that were kind of springing up because of our, like our forced isolation, that that was one of the quickest ways to like artificially boost that or to get, start making those steps to make progress towards getting healthy again and being okay with the world changing every day, something new happening every single moment. Like you can't blink without something crazy happening in the news. So I think that's, that just overall necessity to adjust mentally and physically in order to take care of myself has been something that I, I had, oh, I had an initially hard time like comprehending that, but as we've gone on, I think I'm starting to get a better grasp of it. Again, I'm not perfect. So I, I won't say I have it all figured out or I don't think anybody does. I think that's pretty safe to say. I think everybody's in a constant state of growth and that's a good thing. So like, yeah, it's kind of my aspect on it. Okay, um, I'll try not to go on a tangent just to be, just to have courtesy of Varesh and Hannah, but um, I think discipline is a big word that, um, is like an umbrella term for how I view health throughout um, the pandemic. Um, Boomi knows that two months into the pandemic, I was at the, ha the heaviest I ever was. And then shortly after that, for the next four months, I was routinely eating well, exercising, um, doing everything that I needed to do to better my um, physique as well as um, health. And then um, after that, I was pretty stagnant because I got satisfied. And then I think once December hit is when I started to gain some of the weight back. So um, what that tells me is that whatever you want your goals to be, it can be done. It just takes discipline to maintain that. Um, and then the other word um, that I, I can't necessarily place, but has to do with um, the vaccine and how people view it in terms of like the health for others, um, maybe selflessness. Because personally, I think getting the vaccine um, initially, you know, before this, um, the different strains and stuff was to not only protect yourself, but protect others, especially like the elderly and the children and women who were pregnant. And so sometimes I think sometimes you have to sacrifice something for yourself um, for the benefit of others. And that's my take on health, the pandemic. That was a really like, I hadn't thought about that in terms of like health and wellness, but that's really interesting to think about that like that could contribute to, because I think I was even reading an article about a guy who was talking about the vaccine and he was like a public figure or something. And he was saying how he regretted so much not taking it and how like, and I remember like that was how he was, like that's how he passed. Like he passed like thinking like, oh, I should have taken the vaccine. And not to make this like super dark or anything like that, but I think because now we are faced with such choices, even though like we're all in our homes, I think in some ways we have become, we have been, we have been confronted with a lot of choices that we have to make about ourselves that ironically very directly affect other people, whether we choose to accept that or not when it comes to like our health, 
because like yeah if i don't want to take the vaccine whatever whatever but like you live with other people and like no one is static like no one is like just you know like by themselves i think that's like a really interesting aspect that i hadn't thought of before sorry that was just an aside go ahead yeah and like i don't mean to veer off but i do think it's like interesting and important like to have these conversations because we've all been asked the same question but we're all inputting these like different takes and perspectives not even necessarily of what most changed for us but just something that changed for us and it's like oh yeah well you know that maybe didn't necessarily happen for me but there are a lot of people going through it so for me I think what changed a lot was the social aspect of it and just being around not necessarily friends but acquaintances at school that maybe you don't even talk to in the classroom but just like a hey or just like seeing different people other than like the same four friends, which I love my friends, but I think a lot of it was just being able to be on campus and in public spaces safely and not having to worry about, um, of course, the vaccine and like everyone's safety. But yeah, just like those like minimal, minimal social interactions that we were really kind of deprived from over um, online learning and just having to be in quarantine in general. Um, sorry. Uh, so I, um, I agree with that. And I guess going back to health and how that influenced my perception of health um, when the pandemic came around, I think me and, and all of us here and, and a large group of people um, realized the importance of mental health along with your physical health, right? And how interrelated they are, like we've talked about before. And um, Hannah brought up this uh, element of isolation. And so when the pandemic came, I think a lot of us realized that we need people and we like to be around people even if we're not super close with them or we're not friends with them we like being around people um, and as humans we like forming connections with others so um, i think at the beginning i wanted to interact with more people virtually and so i tried to do that to take care of my like mental health and then I realized that physical exercise improved my mood and uh, kind of distracted me from world events. So I began uh, dancing more and I found relief that way. And so um, I could really see the connection between the mind and the body more because of the pandemic. Yeah, wow, that was... I didn't, I feel like I should have thought about that, but yeah, like I think for myself when it came to the pandemic, I learned a lot about how, the thing that I learned, um, which Ram had said, and I think everyone else had echoed is like that connection between like physical and mental health and how one kind of like affects the other a lot. Um, and I learned, I think in terms of the social aspect, the thing that definitely changed um, is I didn't really think of myself as having like a social battery. Um, and so then whenever I, I would be like, oh yeah, I can talk to this person and this person and this person and this person. But then when you do it online, somehow like that 
takes more energy somehow. And I would often find that like, if I wanted to go even those for a walk or to go exercise or anything like that, like I just like the thing that would actually like make me feel better, make me feel relieved. I suddenly didn't have the energy to do that. So I had to learn how to kind of like invest my energy in people um, like very intentionally and not in a way of like, oh, well, this person isn't worth it or anything like that. But to be, I guess, to be intentional in the in the way of like, okay, just because I want to text literally every single person that is coming through my mind right now doesn't mean that I should do that. Um, and like kind of getting out of that like kind of weird mindset where you want to do like five million things at once because that's what feels comfortable. Um, and just sitting down and doing the one thing and doing it well. Um, so yeah, I guess that's my contribution. The next thing that I wanted to talk about, and this is again, personal, but you can be as personal or impersonal as you want, um, is what do you think helped your mental slash physical, whichever one you want to talk about or both, what do you think helped your mental or physical health during the pandemic? I'm ready for this one and I'm ready to get personal. <laughs> but uh, I think you you brought up a really good point of intentionality, which is something that's really helped me um, ground myself is being more intentional with what I choose to do. That's something that, of course, the pandemic has brought upon me um, and for the better because I have been practicing more intentionality and more mindfulness, um, of course, you know, I'm still not perfect either, but what really did help was even pre-pandemic, um, I know UTRGV that all of us attend has a counseling center that it was always an available access um, that we were always like given, you know, we were always told about it and reminded like, oh, that's there for you, blah, blah, blah. And I never really reached out for help that you know, it was like, oh, you know, I think I need this and I know I would benefit, but I just kept putting it off and putting it off until the pandemic hit. And I was like, you know, maybe I should finally do that. So I have been seeing a therapist and um, it's really, really helped me a lot as far as pandemic, um, pandemic stress, of course, academic and just general anxieties. Um, having someone, you know, conversations like this are great and you do get takeaway from it with people around your age who maybe go through the same experiences and it is comforting. Um, same thing with friends, just, you know, it's good to have those open, vulnerable conversations with people, but you really cannot and it's not, you know, it's not gonna do you any favors to continue to neglect professional help if you think you need it or if you think you'd benefit from it. So, um, finally reaching out to them and getting that help has really, really helped me overall, like overall academically, um, you know, personal life, friendships, it's just, it's been really good. So I encourage anyone else who is kind of still being hesitant on doing that, it's not scary. Like if you think it'll benefit you, it's definitely worth starting that. All right, well, thank you for um, contributing to breaking the stigma that 
uh, you know, around treatment of mental health. Um, for me, I have two bullet points. The first bullet point um, is about um, self-awareness and breaking points. Because sometimes you are self-aware, you don't do anything about it though until you reach a breaking point. And that was really my experience um, and during quarantine and lockdown. Um, like I mentioned before, I was at the heaviest I ever was around mid-April. And I decided to fix that because I was really at a breaking point. Um, I didn't view myself in a positive light. And I knew that I had to change because for majority of my life, if it wasn't coming from someone else, then I always thought highly of myself. But because I was lacking um, in my personal perspective of the mirror, I wasn't feeling too good. And that kind of hindered my positive outlook on everything really in my life. Um, the other thing about um, breaking points has to do with um, emotions because I've always thought of myself to be like the therapist friend, meaning I'll take on any burden that any friend has. And um, slowly but surely, I've been learning to set boundaries um, within my friendships. You know, if someone's not taking my advice and helping themselves, then I have to distance myself from them emotionally. I can't be too attached because if I do, I've learned that it affects me in a great way. Um, second bullet point um, has to do with hobbies. I've had a lot of hobbies that I've taken up um, within the past year and a half, which it's a lot of writing, um, a lot of listening to music, exploring genres, listening to lyrics in a different way, music production, um, and also learning that distractions aren't solutions, but I will end on that note. Yeah, that's a really good point, Marco, with the distractions. I feel like as the pandemic started setting in and we just had what, it, what appeared on the surface was just like a lot of free time just with ourselves in isolation. I mean, other than like going to class, right? But that kind of, you know, the internet has a really, really, special way of like latching onto you if you give it the chance. So kind of piggybacking off of your point about setting boundaries, I think that's one of the things with my own mindfulness that I've had to learn is that, you know, as much as TikTok is hilarious and Twitter is depressing, it's not helping me being hyper cognizant of this ever like how everything is changing. I mean, it's just become some, it was, it had become something that was really like draining on me. And that also kind of ties into what uh, you had said about your self image. I, I, for one, I'm, I'm kind of like a little personal, right? Um, I'm a person that didn't really have a really positive self image about myself going into college. I felt like I had let myself down um, for my own kind of goals. I mean, I was about the heaviest I had been as well. I like, it was just a lot of social things that I wasn't necessarily proud of myself with, but the longer that the pandemic set in and the longer that I kept neglecting or kept being such a, as like heavy as a pessimist on my own self image, the harder it got to be able to dig myself out. And I didn't realize that that was a thing that I was doing to myself. And it was kind of like, I guess it's also a, it's really, I'm trying not to be as dark. It sounds really bad, but it's also, it's kind of a way of like 
self-harm. It's like, it's psychological self-harm. If you keep digging on yourself and just instead of becoming like creating action plans for yourself to try to get, boost yourself out of that situation and just dogging and dogging on yourself. That was a really, really important lesson that I still struggle with. I'm not perfect at all. <laughs> I'm very far from that, but that's, yeah, those are kind of the two things that I found that really resonated with me in the pandemic. Thank you for oh sorry. No, Thank you for saying that, Ram. Um, I I think I do want to add that um, a lot of people do talk about you know self love and self acceptance and having a good positive self image, but I think it's important to remember that that will always be a process. It's never going to be. Uh, like one day you wake up and you're like, oh, I feel awesome. And I'm always going to feel this way. I, it's always going to be a process. This feel, um, feeling better about yourself and um, kind of recognizing who you are as a person, like, and also physically liking yourself, that's something that takes time and it's a process and it's something you work on like every day. Um, so for other people who are struggling with that as well, um, just remember it's okay. Like it's okay to feel bad on certain days and it's okay to feel um, amazing at other ones. And the important thing is just to want to continuously improve. I think we've touched upon that earlier as well. Um, these things are a process. Health is a process and, and thinking more positively, positively about yourself is also a process. Um, and then I guess I want to talk about myself a little bit. Um, and during the pandemic, I think I realized more of what actions made me feel better physically and mentally. So um, again, I learned that physical exercise would make me feel better mentally. So I started doing that. And then um, I think that Marco brought up hobbies and hobbies, super important. Um, I began doing some hobbies that I used to do before, like making jewelry. And I started writing letters to my friends. So like handwritten letters, and that helped a lot too. Um, and something else that happened during the pandemic was I found out that I was lactose intolerant. So <laughs> I, yeah, so found out that uh, milk and, and yogurt and cheese makes me feel bad. And I didn't want to feel bad anymore. So I stopped. I, I mean, I love pizza, but I stopped eating pizza. And I think sometimes um, that's, that's what it takes. Like if you recognize that connection between, oh, something, it can, it can be something like dairy, or maybe it's something like a bag of chips is not going to make me feel good then you kind of recognize, okay, I'm just not going to eat it anymore or for today. Yeah, I really liked what you said about that. I think even like today, I had to like look in the mirror and be like, you're not going to do this because if you do this, you're not going to feel better. You, this is just a bad habit. <laughs> and so I think that's like the, the thing that has helped me along with like having, I think, one of the things I realized during the pandemic is that there's a way that I've been like conditioned to rest, if that makes sense. Like, I'm like, ah, yeah, this is supposed to make me feel better because like everyone else does it and they enjoy it. If I do it, I'm gonna feel better. 
and like all throughout the pandemic I actually just like stopped watching tv I didn't I was like a cave woman <laughs> like I was just on the computer for my for my school stuff and like and studying and that honestly was enough because I was like nine hours as it was um it was a really long time of like being on the computer but after that I would like go take a walk I think I remember during finals week I literally like in between finals I think it was like between stats and studying for something else I literally there's like a concrete slab in my backyard and I just listened to music and was dancing on the concrete slab and I was like this is my life right now <laughs> because I cannot I can't this is the only thing that is helping me right now, but um, learning how to have meaningful rest um, that isn't just like I'm going to watch TV um, or I'm going to go text or talk to a friend. Not that that's bad, but like understanding what actually works and not what is supposed to work. Um, I think that's the thing that has helped me a lot um, on the other side of the coin. And I think we kind of address this a little bit more. Not everyone has to say you no obligation, obviously. But what has not helped you? I think this can also be really constructive. Um, I feel like for myself, that has definitely been um, like being on social media. I think at one point I had told like a few of my friends actually like, if you see me on social media for more than like an hour, you need to tell me to get off. <laughs> like, because it's an episode, <laughs> like this is me, like not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, but like, it's, it's become one of those things whereby I don't, that has not helped me for multiple reasons, like for social reasons, for mental reasons, like it's, it wasn't a good place for me to be on all the time. I even, I think I watched like this documentary, what is it called? The Social Dilemma. And that like scared me so much. And I was like, I'm never, I can't, they're not brainwashing, they're brainwashing people. <laughs> But like on a real note, social media, I think was like not my enemy, I should say, because it it depends on how you use it and what exactly you're using it for. Um, but like I don't need to be on Instagram for more than an hour in, in my entire day. Like I don't need to I don't need to do that because it's not helping me. Um, like I can get my news from not a social media source that isn't extremely biased and streamlined, you know? Um, and I think like that was being on social media for long periods of time was probably the most harmful thing just for like mental and even like when George Floyd, when that murder happened, I think that was overwhelming because as a black person, I want to like, obviously like I'm enraged, but at the same time, it was like re-traumatizing to continue to hear about it and read about it and see it. So I was like, I don't want to watch this again. Um, it's enough already, like it's honestly enough to have known about it and like have this lived experience, like it's enough. Um, that was like a very, so social media, I think that's like an example, but that was when I realized like, yeah, I don't need to be on this. Like I can be informed in other ways and I can show solidarities in other ways and I can do my part in other ways um, that doesn't have to be through a screen. Um, but yeah, that's my kind of, that's my piece on what has not been helpful in terms of health and wellness for myself. Yeah, I really, yeah, I really appreciate what you said to me about that, like, fixation that we just fall into with social media, you know, like, it's kind of, it's addicting, it really is. And I mean, there's been countless studies showing it, and we all acknowledge it. It's like an unhidden truth. It used to, it's kind of, 
the way I think about social media is kind of like cigarettes before we knew about all the link or before we really understood how bad they were. It's like, oh yeah, I smoke a pack a day, you know, it's, it's whatever, I feel fine initially. And then later on, those problems start accumulating and growing and growing. And I feel like that culture, that so the social media's culture in itself is one that's very reactionary and that really clings on to your most vulnerable emotions. And the, like the continuing of like, repeat, uh, like repeating of just things to enrage you or to upset you, or it could be anything. It's that type of disconnect was really, I mean, it was really important for me too. It's, and I've mentioned it a lot. I should probably stop because I feel like I'm getting annoying, but that I've deleted Twitter because I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. I mean, in June, when George Floyd died, that was crazy. I got really upset and I just kept getting upset or in January, when people just destroyed the Capitol, that was really bad too, or the election or any politicized or non-politicized event. It just became something that sat on me like a weight and I just couldn't let go of it because I was addicted. I was stuck on it. So I think that I, it was, and it's only very recently that I kind of like that, that aha moment kind of happened. And it's like, I don't need this in my life. I can be a much happier person kind of staying in touch with the news because I don't want to be ignorant, but not fixating on every single new development that happens every single minute of the day because it just gets draining and it reflects on every aspect of your life. If you feel hopeless that the world is never going to change or that no matter what we do as a collective whole, we're stuck it really starts to weigh down in a way that we don't really necessarily think of initially because our mental health, we like to think, oh, well, like I'm sad because I'm stuck in my room. And we don't really conceptualize like I'm sad because of my room and I'm learning all of this new information that's only feeding towards these emotions, which bring me down. So that I had a really hard time kind of disconnecting with and I'm better now. I still get tempted to download Twitter and like scroll and, and just end up on that constant scrolling, which just sucks your life away. So that's, that's kind of where I stand with social media. That's my relationship. And that's one of the biggest, I guess, letdowns I've had with myself in trying to improve my mental health is that I'm still, I'm hooked. It's like cigarettes. I can't, I'm trying my best, but it's a, it's a day-to-day process, you know? Um, for me, one example of something that hasn't been all too beneficial for my health is environment. And that's the environment that is separate from like, um, like family. Um, I think that we can, for the most part, create environments that are encouraging and supportive. And the quote that I can use to best convey this is out of sight, out of mind. So to get into specifics, if there is junk food and I can see it, that's not encouraging. So if I want to create an encouraging environment, I either put it away, make it hard to get to, or <clears throat> set up some sort of mental mechanism to trick me into not wanting it, or you know, figuring out some way to just not think about it. Um, same thing with social media. I have taken a lot of hiatuses from a lot of different apps 
um, that, you know, like Ram said, that are sometimes good, but sometimes not too good. And you just need to take a break from those. Um, even with like um, websites as well, like I'll be honest, like with pornography, if I don't have that restriction set up on my phone, I'm probably going to fall back into that cycle of, you know, watching it on the daily. Um, but yeah, and but, you know, of course, home environment, you know, with family there is entirely separate. And that's not what I'm referring to, because I know that can sometimes be something that you can't avoid. You all made uh, some great points. Um, uh, let's see about the, especially about this concept of the social media and it being draining and um, then that feeling of hopelessness and paralysis. Um, I, recently, I've felt that way too with all this, um, uh, well, all the conflict in the world, but also climate change and, and all the negativity there. Um, and I do agree that sometimes you need to disconnect from that and you need to step aside and kind of uh, look at your life and, and yourself and what good you're doing and um, remind yourself that there is other good being done by other people too. So um, sometimes you like by disconnecting, you can kind of gain more perspective um, and uh, move away from that negativity a little bit. Uh, I would, uh, I also really liked Marco's point about out of sight, out of mind um, with, with the food, with the, the junk food and also with uh, things like social media. One uh, thing that I've been doing more often now is if I find myself going on Instagram too much, I don't delete the app, but I log out of it. So by logging out of it, even if I click the app, I have to actually go through the login process, which is long and which is long and tedious kind of. And that makes me not want to do it. It's like not worth it anymore to, to do the effort and log in. So that's something that helped me. Um, and I think during the pandemic earlier on, social media was kind of distracting me from investing time into my friends. And so instead of like contacting them, I would go on social media, which is kind of counterproductive. Um, and I would find myself forgetting that my friends care about me and obviously I care about them, but I should really be talking to them more often. And that happened earlier on the pandemic. So I just wanted to mention that, but you guys have said some great gems of information and, and thoughts. Yeah, and you guys both mentioning that like out of sight, out of mind wasn't something that I, it was something I knew I was doing, but it, I wasn't aware of it until right now. I'm like, oh yeah, well, I kind of have my own version of that. So I think it was mentioned a little bit earlier was um, just like the encouraging environments or at least finding the right solution for you and adapting to whatever you need to adapt to in a way that um, best suits you and isn't doesn't necessarily have to be the same that everyone else does 
and you might be like, wait, but that stuff should help me. Well, if it doesn't, like you don't have to conform to it, like just finding the solution that's right for you. And my home screen and my phone is something that I've made like very personal to myself. Like I have it color coded and I have little widgets of like pictures from my favorite shows or whatever. So all my apps are there. But one thing I did become aware of right now um, was like the same way that you log out. I, I don't log out, but I don't have my social media apps on my phone screen. Like they're not on my home screen. So I actually have to like swipe down or swipe all the way to like the app catalog to find it. And it's like, well, I don't want to do that. So I'm just not going to get on. Um, and that I think does go with that kind of out of sight, out of mind thing where it's like, you know, there are other things that I could be doing other than scrolling on social media that are probably going to benefit me more. So I, I agree with all the points made. And just to, I thought uh, what you said about, um, oh my God, I'm blinking. <laughs> what you said about kind of monitoring yourself. I feel like with me, I've taken a more like analytical approach to that. And I didn't realize I was doing it until again, like right now that I, I'm like constantly checking my screen time on my phone. And if I'm noticing like a day-to-day -day trend, I'm like, oh, I'm on TikTok more and more and more and more. What am I doing with that time that I should be doing? You know, I mean, I mean, we're all in college or we're all doing our own things and it's, it's valuable time for yourself and for your goals. So that kind of, that was one thing that I was neglecting earlier on when I was struggling really hard with getting hyperfixated with social media. And that's been a tool that I've, at least I found helpful, helpful is kind of taking just a raw, like no feelings, it's just data. And this is what the stats are telling me. And this is what I should be doing because for myself, I know that I want better for myself. And that's been a hard thing for me to understand. So thank you for bringing that up. That was really cool. Nice. I really, wow, those are all really great things. The only thing I wanted to add is definitely yeah, I utilize screen time um, on all of my social media apps. I don't even have Instagram. Like if I take a screenshot from Instagram, it's actually from like the Safari browser. Because <laughs> like, and like it'll, my phone will track how much I'm on Instagram and Snapchat and like Instagram and Snapchat. And like, I don't even think I like have Facebook on my phone, but like collectively. So like collectively, I'm only allowed to use an hour of it a day. <laughs> and so then after that, it'll be like, oh no, you cannot. And if you do, like if you, there's even buttons that are like, this is how you know, they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna help you. But like, you can like not accept the help. Cause you can be like, oh yeah, remind me later. And it can be like, for one minute or 15 minutes or like the rest of the day. And I'm like, if I'm clicking the like rest of the day or the 15 minutes, like something's wrong. <laughs> like I need to have some self-control, right? But um, that was, I really liked what all of y'all said about boundaries, especially. Um, I think the common trend that we all said or we all voiced when it came to, one second, My dad told me to take things out of the dryer. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so what is it called? I think that the common trend with all of us, and I think that has to do a lot with not just like our age range, but also like the time we're living in right now is definitely social media. Um, I think because that is the way that we have felt connected to the rest of the world. 
Um, and I think that if we are too connected to the rest of the world, our world is very flawed. And I think we will get hyper fixated on how flawed our world is. Um, and it's good if it's productive, but it's not productive to be aware of that all the time. Um, so I just, I don't know, sort of like wrap all of that up in like a cohesive thing. Um, but my last question slash response of sorts um, is if you could tell whether it be yourself or someone else, maybe at the beginning of the pandemic, what would you tell yourself like to do or advice that you would give yourself at the beginning? Like, hey, this is how to be a healthy human being. <laughs> like, what would you tell yourself? Honey, you've got a big storm coming. No, I'm just kidding. But um, kind of what Ram said pretty early on was just having to go through a lot of changes. And even if it is, you know, something you're constantly having to adjust to day to day is like you can't, you know, you can't get hung up on the changes. You just kind of have to adapt, um, which can be draining sometimes, but working towards being at peace with having things change a lot. So I think that does come with um, other things we talked about earlier, just like setting intentionalities with um, people or school and um, social media, like just the way, just being more intentional and more mindful with what you're doing and working towards that piece um, while knowing, okay, I'm sorry, like I have, Harry Styles is like a huge inspiration to me and it's more than just the music, right? But um, having it be a fine line which he expressed was like in the writing of that album, he had the highest highs of his life, but he also had the lowest lows. And he expressed that through the writing and kind of reflection of working on the album, he did come to peace with knowing that it's always gonna be a fine line. And just, yeah, just coming to peace with that is what I would say to myself, but also to others who are wanting that help. Yeah, I kind of, I again, 100% agree. That was a really hard thing that I had to understand with myself. And I, I'm a little personal. I have a little sister and she's a middle schooler. So for her, oh, now she's a freshman. Well, she stopped her education essentially in seventh grade and now she's entering high school. So she missed all of that time of social development. You know, I mean, those are really important years. And I guess I would kind of tell myself that huh, it's not a bad thing to be sad. I feel like I was really pessimistic on myself for having being in this funk that I just couldn't get out of. And the same thing with myself. And, my, and I, mean, I would talk to my sister about it all the time. It was just like, I feel stuck. And she was like, I feel stuck too. I mean, what are we learning? I don't, I couldn't tell you what we were learning those initial months. It just it was a whirlwind of change and uncertainty and a lot of despair um and i think i would just tell myself while it's okay to be sad dwelling on it and latching on to that and in that kind of making it kind of almost like your personality like oh i'm just a sad person 
and or I'm just an anxious person. Everything around me is changing, and I just I just can't. That isn't healthy. It's it's not productive, and it's it's just more harmful than you think. Because and like we all want to say, you know, I just want to get it out, keep getting it out. You know what I need to do? Cry it out, dance it out. But if we don't let go and we just latch onto it and we just hold on to it because that's the one thing that's certain, you know, that the world is changing and I'm not, and I'm uncomfortable with it. That just perpetuates the cycle. And I think going back, I would probably slap myself in the face with that because it was a really, really hard thing to understand that and to reach out for help. I've never really had the necessity to reach out for help. I think I was a pretty happy person all up in high school and freshman year of college. And then it, just, it was like a switch. I couldn't explain it. My worldview changed on the dime. So while being, I guess like to sum up everything I'm saying, cause I'm a little discombobulated, but uh, being, it's okay to be sad, but it's important to let go and to, process your emotions and come to peace with your emotions because you become a more whole person by doing that so that's kind of my my hypothetical time traveling situation okay i can go next i hope ram and hannah so far your conclusions have been a little bit fulfilling and for varesh you as well when it's your turn um for me I would tell anyone or myself when the pandemic began or now in general, that it is a process in itself to decide whether or not you want to be the most peaceful person you can be. And what I mean by that is you can probably be going through a really tough time. And sometimes like Ram said, you can get stuck. And sometimes you can't get unstuck because you don't want it. And that's a tough situation in itself. And that's something you either have to learn on your own or with the support of others, or you know, you just let time take its course. And you know, of course, self-growth, self-perseverance, you know, everything is a process, but the process to getting to want that is a process in itself. And it's okay if that process takes a long time, as long as you eventually get there. Uh, wow, guys. So um, everything that you've all said rings really true, um, at least for me and I think for a lot of other people when they hear this. Um, you all just had a lot of words of wisdom and um, what I thought of that I could possibly add is I guess reiterating that there are things that you can't control. There are a lot of things you can't in the world, um, but to please remember that there are things you can do um, and I would encourage myself to um, continue to find things that make um, you happy um, 
even developing new hobbies, um, doing new activities with your friends, even if it was virtually, maybe to do more of that. Um, and to find other ways to help people. Because I think when you um, start helping others, um, what you um, can't control in the world, it becomes um, more manageable because you are using your skills, you're using your mind and your kindness and your empathy to do something good and, and to help other people. And I think that can make a big impact on yourself as well and how you're doing and how you're feeling. Thank you all for that. I think that was like very introspective. Um, I think if I could tell anything to myself, uh, I'm trying, I feel like I got so much like out of the pandemic. Like I think I grew a lot as a person. So I think the thing I would say to myself is you are not going to remain this way much longer. Um, and so, because at the beginning of the pandemic, I ended up like, and it was like a good thing. It wasn't like a bad thing or anything, but I ended up being, I cut off a lot of people in my life because they weren't conducive to where I wanted to go. Um, they weren't bad people, but they weren't the right people in my life for the moment. And so I, it was painful, but just at that point, like I'm like envisioning myself because I was like bawling my eyes out in the car sending the text and yeah. So like, I'm like thinking to myself, like in my car, like, girl, it's gonna be okay. <laughs> like, it's gonna hurt. Like, and you know what you're going to, and like also telling myself that like, it's not going to immediately go away. Like I still think about those friends sometimes and I never wish them ill ever, but um, I still do miss those people because they've been in my life for a long time. And telling myself, like validating, I guess, the fact that like, it's okay to miss those people that are not in your life anymore, but remembering the reason why they're not in your life anymore. So just telling myself that like, it's a process and that you kind of have to be okay sometimes not knowing exactly um, where you're going, but, or how you're going to get to your goal, but understanding that like, okay, I'm going to work towards this and hopefully this is productive. Um, so I guess that's what I tell myself is just, it's a process and you have to trust that it is like not, it's not all gonna happen right now. And that's okay. Cause you're not the person that's prepared for the final product anyway. Um, yeah, that's what I would have to say. Um, thank all of you for your perspectives. This was awesome. Um, I'm really, really, really grateful for all of this. Thank you for each one of your responses. Um, and thank you listeners. Um, oh, Hannah, you didn't get to speak. I'm so sorry. I'm no. okay. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Um, so bad. No, that's okay. You're perfectly fine. Um, actually, I think, yeah, I started this question. I think I was the first to answer, <laughs> oh, okay. but I'm okay. I'm okay. Um, but yeah, kind of to pick up where you left off, I want to thank you guys so much. Bumi, thank you for inviting me um, and everyone else for just being so open with what we're all respectively dealing with. I know, you know, we're all on our own kind of wave doing our own thing, but there is some overlap 
where I think I personally can say that I've benefited from hearing all of you speak. Um, I'm feeling very fulfilled right now. So thank you guys. Um, but yeah, that was, that was it. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, this was honestly highlight of my day. <laughs> I had a crazy day, but this is great. I'm, I'm really grateful that we were able to do this. And Bumi, I'm really thankful that you had me on and had everybody on. Was, this was really, really great. I appreciate it a lot. Yeah, and thank you, Bumi, for being receptive and respectful to our undignated speaking times. Sometimes, you know, there's hosts that make it all about them, and I'm glad you aren't one of them, and you're allowing people to, you know, have a platform to, you know, speak on things that are important to them. Yeah, I am thankful for each and every one of y'all, um, and just this like collective, I guess, fellowship of perspectives, because this was awesome. Um, I feel like Varesh didn't get to say goodbye. <laughs> so I want to let her say goodbye. Yeah, I need to say my thank yous as well. <laughs> or or was I unthankful? I don't know. Uh, but thank you, everyone. Um, this really was great. And I loved getting to hear everyone and their thoughts. Um, and yeah, it was wonderful. <laughs> and I just also want to quickly say that to whoever's out there, you are much more capable and resilient than you probably think. So please give yourself credit. I am definitely agreeing with that um, for Varesh and for everybody listening and also all the people on this little Zoom meeting you are most definitely more capable than I think you realize. So give yourself some credit. And just like, this is really cheesy, but like believe you won't know if you can do something until you actually go for it and do it. So just do it. And then you know what? If you don't do well, just do it again and learn. Like you, that's the only thing you could do because are you going to give up? No, because you're a winner. You're a winner. Anyway, so um, that is my closing remark. You're all winners. Um, this has been Stratosphere with Bumi, Ram, Varesh, Marco, and Hannah. Um, thank you for listening. Bye.